Hi, my name is Kate Santangelo. Welcome to the Monmouth Moms podcast, part of the Monmouth Moms Network. Listen in as we bring awareness to the best local resources for growing families in Monmouth County, New Jersey, chat with local moms and mompreneurs, highlight our favorite resources, local spots, restaurants, and more. Make sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Mammoth Moms podcast. We are here on this very chilly uh, February day. It's February now. January went very quickly. We talked about that last time, how like it kind of flew. And I was surprised because January is usually like quiet and like, you know, you're working on like, you know, things in the home or whatever. But it just it for some reason we are we're really busy in January and work's been busy. So I feel like it's like the first January no, that just like was going crazy. But anyway, um, we're here at Bellworks today with Kim Constantino from Modern Technique Salon. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm so excited to have you on and talk to you about your business. And I know we met a few weeks a few weeks ago in person at the salon. Um, so it's just learning a little bit about your background, which is so interesting. Um, so thank you again for, for coming today. And thank you for inviting me. I'm super excited to be here and be able to share my story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so tell me, you are from New Jersey? I am. Okay. I, I was born and raised in East Brunswick. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be 53, actually, February 3rd. Oh, congr- happy birthday. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, any big birthday plans? No, not really. We just came back from Florida. Yeah. So, and it was beautiful. I went to a um, master sales boot camp with Paul, uh, for Paul Martinelli, which was absolutely outstanding. Wow. It was so, so incredible. That's, I'd love to hear more about that. That's very cool. Yeah. Um, so you grew up in East Brunswick. I did. And you, um, so they have like a few high schools. I know the Brunswick's are very big, right? Yeah. So you know what? It was kind of a really difficult, I want to say childhood. It was very toxic. Okay. My dad was an addict. You know, he was just angry, rageful, bitter. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as I grew up, I learned hurt people, hurt people, and damage people, damage people. So I don't really remember a ton about my childhood Interesting. or like what schools, like I know we used to walk to school. I remember that. I remember it was a big, gigantic football football field. I lived in um, Kimwood Apartments. It's funny because my name was Kim. Yeah. And I lived in Kimwood Apartments. And um, it was real funny because I guess later when I did counseling and therapy, I did like 25 years of therapy to try to overcome that past. Um, I wrote a book, Tragic Beginnings to Fairytale Endings. And then dreams really do come true. Okay. That will explain, you know, my whole childhood. But when I... um, when I got older, I remember like feeling healed and healthy and well and going back to that apartment complex. But it's so funny because in my mind, I felt like it was so dark mm. and it was like scary and spooky and like all these memories that I had. So when I go back there, it was shocking. Okay. It was bright. It was all light buildings. I remember this big uh, it was like a big lake in the back um, yard, kind of, but it was big. It had a fence around it, it had punks. Mm-hmm. I remember we used to sit out back and um, Fourth of July, we used to light punks. And, you know, I remember having Barbies that I would play with all the time. Like that was my saving grease. Wow. My Barbie dolls, having my little little house on the prairie. Oh. You know? Right, so, right. but it was, you know, it was pretty, you know, kind of, I didn't really, I, I want to say school was difficult for me. Okay. You know, but let me tell you, in the last seven years, when I learned 
Um, I did a mastermind with, um, uh, it, she was a salon owner down the street. And I'll tell you that mm -hmm. story later, but I'll just give you a brief a synopsis that I did a mastermind group. And even though I loved God and I gave my heart to God at 21, I started going to church. It started to change me. I started to feel value. I started to feel loved. But I still didn't value and love me mm -hmm. until I started doing John Maxwell's mastermind groups. Um, the salon owner, Christine from Concrete Salon, invited me to it. And I remember being shocked, thinking uh, to write a hundred good things about myself. And that was the start. I think in the last seven years was my exponential quantum leap of growth. Right. You know, yeah, I didn't have value for a long time. Like, even though you could go to church and you could love God and you can know God loves you, if you don't love you, it doesn't matter. Right. And they say, too, you know, like later in life, kind of, you know, finding success. And, you, th you know, a lot of people have this perception that, like, if you're not, you know, if you don't have, you know, you're all your ducks in a row by the time you're 35 or whatever, that, you know, it's just never going to happen. But you continue to grow and learn and, you know, evolve and find success as you get older, too, which is, you know, I'm sure it's something that you can attest to. And I love the the verse or the word. I think I heard it from T.D. Jakes. It says the thing that leads to the thing. Okay. Right. It's yeah. so true. Right, right. It's like you don't realize this happened because that Everything's happened. a stepping stone. And yes. I love what Steve Jobs says, yes. too. He says you can't ever connect the dots going forward. Right. You can only connect them going back. Right. And you wouldn't have known, you know, Correct. they say everything happens for a reason. It's a little cliche, but it is true, so you know, true. and that, you know, you, you wouldn't have the strength to. Um, you know, to take that leap or to, you know, make take that risk, so to speak, right, of things yeah. that maybe seem scary to you. I remember when I was um, in my 20s, I always wanted to run a business, own a business. I may have said this before on a, on a prior podcast, but uh, when I met my husband, I was 29. And I always told him I wanted to own a restaurant, which I guess in theory, I still do. I loved hospitality. That was my background. I, I uh, sold wine for a long time. So I worked like in that realm. I went to school for hospitality. I, I just loved it. I loved the whole, just the whole industry of people. And, you know, like it's very similar to what you do, right? Everyone has to get their hair cut, right? Everyone has to eat. So you're kind of meeting all these different walks of life and, you know, everyone's like breaking bread together and talking and, you know, talking about their background. So it was a fun industry. Um, so I always thought that I wanted to own a restaurant, but I, you know, as I kind of got older, I think I don't, you know, it's, it's a huge time, you know, it's like having an, another child, right? And a just huge kind of, yeah. undertaking. Yeah. Um, but I remember I kept saying that. And my husband said to me one day, he said, Kate, you have to stop saying that because all you're doing is saying it. Like you're going to keep saying that you're going to do it, but you're like, you're not taking any of the steps to do no it. Action. Right? And I wanted to smack him at the time when he said that to me, but yeah. it was true. You know, he is kind of away with words and he's very unfiltered. Um, but he meant it, you know, in, in the, the, yeah. the kindest way possible to kind of open my eyes to that. Right. It's just that you, you have to take the steps. Right. But now, you know, had I, I've been presented the opportunity that I have running Mammoth Moms maybe 15 years ago. I don't think that I would have, you know, made you, it to what was, it was. Right. Yeah. So this is interesting that you said that. Um, so let's backtrack a little bit. So you, um, so you, you know, you went to school in the Brunswick area and then did you go to, um, how did you? Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess when I was, I left probably my house when I was about, I want to say 16. Okay. And, um, you know, my dad had, I had a stepmom. And back then we struggled, but now we're really close, you know. And so, so you go through things as, as you, you know, go 
go through the process of life. Um, I moved. I started to go to church. I got really involved in Calvary Chapel for about 20 years. And then I kind of like, you know, uh, as I moved in other directions or other places, my daughter's dad had gotten paralyzed. So that was really devastating. Wow. Well, how old was she? <laughs> she was eight. Oh. So, and he just passed away this um, September 12th. That was tough. Oh, sorry. And he was a dirt bike racer. And um, that was scary. That was hard. Uh-huh. So, um, so I guess at that time, actually, so when did I get the salon? Um, I was with him for 15 years on and off, or maybe 10 years. I don't even remember all the timelines mm-hmm. exactly. Um, but then when she was about three months old, I left him for good. But we always stayed friends. We were like a brother and sister because his oh. mom and dad were like a mother and father to me. Okay. And then I had my daughter, so she was kept us connected together. Mm-hmm. And um, they were just absolutely wonderful. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. J, that's what I call them. And But Heather, it was her mom, mom and pop up. And um, so it was such an exciting journey because then I worked at Gerber Salon. I was actually at InterVision for eight years. So you you um, went to esthetician school or beauty school? So I went to high school in Cedar Ridge. Yep. And I took oh, hairdressing um, right in high school. You got it there. Okay, great. So a quick funny side story. Great. My daughter, while I was raising her, she always mm-hmm. says, Mom, um, you know, I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like you. And I was really strong to my faith mm-hmm. at that point, maybe t- probably to the point a little bit of legalism, you know, like just trying to not let her learn who she was, mm-hmm. wanting her to be this perfect kid, this perfect kid. Uh, so she would always say, I don't want to be like you. I don't want to be like you. I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to be like you. So I was like, she's like, I'm in your shadow all the time. I'm like, Heather, get out of your shadow. So then in high school, mm-hmm. she went to Oldbridge High School. Uh, she says, I'm going to go to beauty school. I was in shock. I was like, so I wanted to play cool and be like, okay, I'm not going to be super excited about that. But I felt like God told me a long time ago, she'd be a double portion of me. Okay. And sure enough, um, so when I went to, she graduated too. I graduated and then I went to InterVision. Then I've been at Gerber Salon for 20 years. Oh, that was my long, yeah, Gerber Salon for 20 years. And Lorraine was awesome. Billy, everybody there was just outstanding. I I love my relationships and my friendships that I had there. It was very hard. It's very welcoming in there. They're very like, you know, you walk into the salon and everyone's just very nice and it's like a warm environment. And she's a leader. You know, she helped lead all, all of us. Right. I feel like she, I was a model of her leading you know she believed in education she believed in like really educating us and for us to grow and keep learning and i was already an insatiable learner Mm -hmm. i was one of the top salesmen there for sure because i love products i love what they did Mm -hmm. i love doing hair so it wasn't hard to get me to do the education yeah when you love what you're doing it doesn't seem like work right exactly and And then my (laughs) my daughter followed okay she graduated and then she she was my assistant for Uh, a gerber salon four or five years so this is in keyport we're talking about new jersey yes right um, so that's so interesting. So, so how long has she been doing here with you? So she was my assistant for about four or five years. I don't okay. remember exactly, mm-hmm. but, um, and then somebody comes to me from church. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a good friend, this guy, Bill from, uh, Grace Bible Church. And he says, Kimmy, there's a salon that needs somebody to take it over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, not me. I was like, I don't know how to own a salon. I'm a hair. I'm a great hairdresser. I love doing right. hair. It's my passion. It's I'm really good at it. I really skilled. Uh, I was very, I want to say, mastered my skills. Mm-hmm. You know, dedication to it, and um, and it was easy. So I was like, well, I own a condo, but I wouldn't even know what to do. And I remember thinking, oh, I'll just tell my boss about it. Maybe she'll want it. And then the next week they said it again. They're like, listen, Kimmy, why don't you just come and look at it? 
And I was like, oh, all right, I'll just come look at it. I had a good friend, Randy. I was like, Randy, could you come with me to look at it? Now, he knew P&L and he knew all that kind of stuff because mm -hmm. I'm not into legal stuff. I don't know all those kind of mm -hmm. things about businesses and all. So he came with me. It was beautiful. Mm -hmm. And um, the, the woman that showed it to me just knew me two weeks in the salon. Mm -hmm. I mean, in the, the church. At the church, okay. But the other person knew me for a long time. I see. So he took his faithful merit to you know, trust that I was a good person to take it you over. You saw something in you that maybe you didn't see in yourself at the time. And, you know, it's so funny because I so didn't believe in myself at that time. Right. I still didn't know what growth mindset was. I didn't know what to love myself well. Like, I didn't have value and worth in that way. Mm -hmm. But everybody else did. Mm -hmm. I had my good friend, Christine and Jimmy. She's a lawyer. She got me incorporated. Like, everybody took over. And I remember being afraid and I was scared. I'm like, I don't think I could do this. In 10 days, I had a closing. I mean, listen, God was so smart wow. <laughs> to know that if I didn't do it fast, I wouldn't have done it because I was so fearful and afraid. Okay. And I would call. I cried for a good year, year and a half, like every day. It was chaos. It was confusion. It was not a gift. Like even though she gave it to me, mm -hmm. everybody that was there had left. But then I got a new, I got a, instantly I got seven girls to work for me that came from other salons mm -hmm. that we used to work together at Gerber years ago, but they had left Gerber and went other places and became successful. So where was this salon, the initial salon? Shrewsbury. It's, oh, it's it was called okay. Techniques in Shrewsbury. And Brian, oh, he was such an angel. Um, I didn't know him. I just knew so much about him and he had passed away. He had a heart attack. He was young. 57 years old. Wow. And uh, his wife inherited it and she didn't want it. Because listen, I, I understood why after I got in there. I see. Do you understand? Like if you know nothing about hair and you get a salon, you taking over salon, you have a lot of work to do. Right. Running a business is oh, two separate things. Oh, she didn't know anything. I see what you're saying. Okay. She didn't know anything about hair. Right. Yeah. Okay. She worked for um, a friend, uh, Karen Bischoff, who owned a beautiful jewelry store. And Karen was just an incredible woman. She did EMT. She did, she was like running the salon there. So it was so much weight on her. Okay. So she was like, that's how she found me. Right. And she was such an angel. She was such an incredible person too. She you know, everybody just came alongside me. My daughter's mm -hmm. boyfriend's like, Kimmy, you could do this, you could do this. And five months prior to that, my daughter had said, I remember this little still small voice in my ear reminding me, she's like, mom, you know, you shouldn't always work for somebody. We should really work for ourselves. I was like, no way, Heather. Listen, you can get that, you could get a salon and I'll work for you, how's that? I guess because I seen my boss at times struggle because mm -hmm. it's just a big struggle. Mm -hmm. Not always, when you get stronger and stronger, it gets easier. However, it's a struggle to coach and manage people if they're not coachable and they're not willing, right? It's like, you it's know. It's hard to be a leader. It's hard to find good people. It's hard to find, you know, to have that like perfect world of just managing all of that and then managing your business and worrying about like just what you're bringing in every week and making payroll and all of those things, right? Correct. Yeah. So that's why I was, I guess when I seen that, I was like kind of like, I don't really ever want my salon. It's, it was scary. Yeah. And then I prayed. I remember being in church praying, thinking, God, do you really want this for me? This is a pretty big gift. I don't know that I'm worthy of it. Mm -hmm. And then my daughter's boyfriend's like, you could do this. You could do this. And Heather's like, mom, we shouldn't always work for somebody. A hat was mm -hmm. in my ear. And I was thinking, God, do you want me to do it? I said, okay, God, if you want me, to, I always talk to him like my best friend. Mm -hmm. If you want me to do it, open up every door you want to open and shut the doors you want shut. Mm -hmm. So it was really funny because every single day, listen, 10 days to have a closing is really that's very a quick. miracle. <laughs> it's right? very quick. That's a, that's a miracle in itself. Right. 
like, even though it was shocking and it was definitely uncomfortable, but you know, they, John Maxwell, I love John Maxwell. He says, growth begins when you're uncomfortable. Yes. No, if you're comfortable, <laughs> that's very true. You're stuck you're when you're stuck. comfortable. I was comfortable. Yeah. Girl. You all, I had it every, made. Yeah. Goals should always be, you know, every year you should have some type of new goal to challenge yourself. I agree with that 100%. Yeah. So then um, when I got in there, Jimmy and Christine helped me like get everything together. I had a whole full staff in seven days. And then I struggled and felt flat on my face hard. And I remember um, Karen had put it, she put it a significant amount of money in my checking account. And she said, I know that you're going to make it. And I remember thinking, how do you know? You only know me two weeks. But she said, I feel like God put you in my lap and he, he brought you here and and i feel like whatever you need i'm here for you wow and i remember so i i even was at this point i thought okay i needed six thousand dollars in two days to mm -hmm. be able to even though i got it for a dollar they handed it over to me but um i still needed to pay the month and a half security or the two month security mm -hmm. ahead of time right okay so i remember thinking okay god if you want this then and open you probably the door. knew nothing about commercial leasing <sighs> and just how all the ins and outs of the, <laughs> yeah it's it's very it's a little complicated like how it works by right. the square foot and the whole thing right so i yeah. and, and the whole thing was yeah. already set up yeah. honey i walked into a like it was all set up so you know but it doesn't matter it doesn't mean you know what you're doing just because you're a great hairdresser right right you know so um i get in there and and that's why a lot of you know chefs fail when they yes. um when they you know they take on a new restaurant because a lot of chefs are they're good at, at cooking food that doesn't necessarily mean they're good business people exactly so two different uh, animals yeah, yeah yeah it's like an apple and orange they're not the same right they don't right. taste the same yeah they're not the same so um when when I got in there, I remember be, just before I got in there, two days before I got in there, like I always kind of test God. I always feel like the unseen forces are always for us, not against us. We mm -hmm. just have to believe it, mm -hmm. right? And I and I just talked to him like my best friend because I feel like you always have this source of strength with you at all times. Right. You know, we don't always know decisions to make. We don't always know where to go in life or where are crossroads. But I always believe that when you ask, he'll answer. Mm -hmm. So I just said, okay, God, if you want me to have this, then you're going to put $6,000 in my account and it's just going to happen. If not, I'm totally okay with that. I didn't tell my boss yet. I'm scared. I don't really want, I don't know that I want to do this. Like I was very fearful. Mm -hmm. And then that, that, and I, it's funny, I had asked somebody, but see, when you, when you ask for the unseen forces to give you something, it was amazing how I didn't have to try to do it in my own strength because mm -hmm. I had called somebody and asked them like, oh, I don't really have it. And then someone else had called me and said, listen, I just want you to know anything you need from me, emotionally, spiritually, financially, mentally, anything you need from me, I'm here. I'm like, well, I need $6,000 in, in two days. Mm -hmm. She's like, no problem. Wow. See, she called me. I didn't call her because when you ask, it says, ask and it shall be given. Yeah. You know, and I so believe in energy and vibration. I believe in the secret. Like, I just believe that those yeah, things are powerful. Of, of, of things. But that's an element of faith, too. I'm sure, you know. And yeah. I didn't manifest it. I feel right. like my daughter did. Oh, Because I didn't really want to salon. So, it wasn't my desire. Yeah, I was going to ask you. So there was at no point in your career where you ever said to yourself, like, I want more. Never. I want, what about, like, more... Um, like, were you happy within your condo? Did you, were you happy with your, were you were content with your life? So you were just kind of going on and with your daughter and just, My condo you know. was a miracle too. Okay. My first condo that, that God had given me, I was, Heather was one. 
And I was like living with my daughter's dad's parents, but we never married. And mm -hmm. I left them when, when she was three months old, but we stayed friends. Mm -hmm. And I remember just praying and thinking, God, I need a place to go. And mm -hmm. I never thought I was strong enough to own my own place. And then it was so amazing because I remember I did a school bus part-time. I did hair at people's houses part-time. And then I worked at a salon part-time at Intervision. Wow. So I was a hustler. Uh -huh. Like I didn't... I didn't let anything, I just went straight for things and I always have been. So um, on the bus, I remember getting this little catalog and it said, you know, one bedroom apartment. I remember this little tap. See, it's your intuition. If you start to trust your intuition, it's real. Mm -hmm. When it tells you something, listen to it. It's that in yeah. innate little voice that speaks to your gut. Mm -hmm. And it said, like, pick up that thing. And, I, and I'm saying to myself, now my subconscious mind is going, what are you going to pick that up for? You can't buy a house. Right. But I still felt it again, tap me on that shoulder, pick it up. Mm -hmm. I said, all right, let me just pick it up. Rolling my eyes, like, okay, pick it up. I'm on the school bus. It says one bedroom condo, $36,000. I was like, what? And I was like, oh, it's probably sold now. Again, doubt. Mm -hmm. Doubt comes in, man, like a to rob, kill, or and destroy. Else will get it because it's more worthy Correct. or whatever, right? Yeah. I still didn't have worth yeah. enough, right? Mm -hmm. So I call. Do you know I got in that condo two months later for $32,000? I paid $300 for my mortgage. Wow. Another miracle. Wow. The miracles of God. Now let's fast forward. Mm -hmm. um, I lived in there for nine years. I had seven foster kids throughout that time. Wow. And then I went on like three different mission trips. Like I love children mm -hmm. and I always want to have an advocate for children because I guess of the things that I've been through. Mm -hmm. I just, my heart is so for them. So, um, you know, I wanted Heather to have friends too growing up. So I had a lot of foster kids. And this is the one thing that I really learned. You can only give what you know at the time. So I did the best I could with what I had mm -hmm. at the time of raising those foster kids as well. Like, I feel like I still had a lot of damage that I carried mm -hmm. that I didn't know that I could let go of. And I could banish my past, banish my bad behaviors, banish the things that you've learned. And you know that what you've seen from the environment you were brought up in. Mm -hmm. So I feel like I did a good job because God always says, whatever seeds of love you plant, they'll grow. They'll never go void, right? So I do believe that a lot of them really grew and prospered, all those kids that I had taken back at the time. Um, so Heather was, how old was she when we left there? And then, okay, so again, I'm gonna, this is how I talk to God. Heather's dad got paralyzed. And I remember thinking, he said, please, can you come and stay at my house? Now, he had a nice, big, beautiful house in Hazlitt. Mm -hmm. I had my little tiny condo, mm -hmm. like, but I was comfortable there. So I challenged God again. I'm like, God, I don't want to move there. Why do I always have to do these things? But if you want me to, I will. But have somebody come and rent out my condo. Mm -hmm. So my friend Jen called me. I'm getting evicted. Can I? I need somewhere to go. I'm like, do you want to rent out my condo fully furnished? She's like, great. Oh. Wow. So she rented it, and then I moved to my daughter's dad's house. Okay. So he was in the hospital for about three or four months mm -hmm. because he was in Kessler Institute. He had to learn, you know, paralyzed from the waist down. Listen, you're a full-blown athlete. How old was he? 35? Okay. Th like maybe 30, 38 or something like that. And, um, you know, it was devastating. That yeah. was hard. But God is so good. You know, I just feel like we don't trust those unseen forces that if you could just believe that they're always for you and not against you and we could get that in our mindset mm -hmm. things just happen like that law of attraction it just will come to you those good things will come to you wow and um you know i love what bob proctor says too he says you have to give to receive it's like you have to circulate your love circulate it like i didn't hold it against my daughter's dad for for cheating and the things that like are just 
toxic relationship and I was still toxic too. So trust me, even for us being together for like 10 or 15 years, I was very still toxic. I had a lot of bad things about relationships because I was abused as a child as well, mm -hmm. sexually by an uncle for years. So that was something that played a lot. I was engaged four times, you know, mess. Mm -hmm. You carry that mess with you right. until you're ready to deal with it. Interesting. I love what Wayne Dyer says, when the student is ready, the teacher appears, mm. right? So then um, he got paralyzed and the, sh the girl rented, I went in there and then he came home. Mm -hmm. And I remember thinking, oh boy, now listen, I'm an enabler. I love hard. I wanna help, I wanna help, I wanna help. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but what you realize when Kessler Institute teaches you and they help you to learn, don't do it for them. Don't put on their socks, don't put on their pants, don't, don't do it. But okay. guess what, man, when you're living in that, it's really hard not to do. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? It's like, he, he was a motocross racer, he owned his own business, a sheet metal worker, like, he was very successful. Mm -hmm. And I remember just being like, okay, this is so hard. He would cry and he had to learn his own identity. But, but what I've learned is when you go through the suffering, your strength comes from the suffering. Okay. So when I, after a year, I had to leave, but God again opened up a door. I was still at Gerber Salon and I prayed, all right, God, I know I have to leave. I'm enabling him so bad. His mortgage is, is everything is starting to spiral down. Oh, interesting. Okay. His aunt, his aunt came in. She told him, listen, you got to get your license. You got to do this. You got to do this and I'll help you save your house. So somehow a girl that uh, came to Gerber Salon, I said to her, Jamie, you live right around the corner. She's like, Kimmy, I'm renting my house. I said, you are? Can I rent your house out? She let me rent it. I was nine houses away from my daughter's dad. This way I didn't have to live with him and enable him, let him get on his own two feet, let him find his own identity, which he did, which was, I mean, he was a champion. Even though he just passed away, he lived a good 20 years, a champion. Wow. It was so awesome. So we lived across that, across the way. My best friend was hurting and was going through a rough spot. Mm -hmm. She came and lived with me. I think we lived in there about eight years. Yeah. And then um, we helped him. And then I got my condo that I that I have now that I lived in for 20 years. Oh, wow. In Old Bridge. I'm sure it's, the value's gone up a bit since <laughs> And it was affor it. It's affordable housing. Oh, wow. I got it. Like, that was another gift. I remember right. I had foster kids at the time. I remember praying, thinking, God, I need, you know, I need somewhere to go. Like, Heather's Don't they also, up. though, that with the affordable housing, like, after 25 or 30 years, they're, they, they're worth the market value, I believe. Isn't that how it works, too? Well, no, it goes up to a certain amount, oh, and I you're see. limited. Oh, okay. You know, so okay. that's, yeah. Yeah. You're limited at that point. But, you know, God has just done so many miracle after miracles in my life. And so in, in there, that is when I had gotten my um, my salon. Okay. Wow. You know, like when I was there. So you have the salon and in Shrewsbury. Yeah. Um, so tell me. So the first year, you, you said you, you fell flat on your face and it was very challenging. And so. it was hard for the girls that worked for me, too, because they were a lot stronger than me, I want to say, because I didn't know what I was doing. Listen, I was a really strong hairstylist. Mm -hmm. And so they would come to me and ask me for answers or mm -hmm. solutions and i'm like i don't know why don't what do you think like I, and also i do behavioral assessments okay. I, i'm a john maxwell disc certified um you know i do assessments for companies and businesses and hair salons uh and basically i'm a high eye i'm a 
outgoing person and I'm a people person. Okay. Right. So in the high I, they're the most emotional. There, there's four. D, I, S, and C. It's called DISC. And basically we're a roundup of four of those personalities. But your dominant one is going to be the one that you're going to have strengths and limitations to. Mm. So when I learned that, I'm like, no wonder what's wrong with me. No wonder why I drive people crazy. Because high eyes have a lot of energy. They're very inspiring, motivating. Mm -hmm. They're visionaries, mm -hmm. you know, and there's only like 11% in the world. S is there's 69% steady, stable, status quo. They're more relaxed than reserved, but they're people oriented. Mm -hmm. And you got your analytical people and there's only about 17 in the world. They're like your Steve Jobs, Einstein and Bill Gates, cautious, analytical, um, very task oriented and reserved, mm. right? Okay. They're the thinkers. Right. I call them the thinkers. And then you got your Ds. They're dominant. There's only 3% in the world. Dominant, demanding, determined, go-getter. They're outgoing, but they're task. Mm. And it's funny because if you look at the D and the C, because they're so task-oriented, you think they don't care. Not true. Just have a different method. Honey, a different it's a way of, perfect. Of, yeah, a different it, way of attacking life each day. And when you learn those assessments, like I started to, I really had to start getting a control of my business. Mm -hmm. I had to start getting smarter than my girls. I started having to learn how to coach, how to train, how to teach. Like first I had to learn how to lead myself first. All starts with you. Right. Right. The hardest person to lead is yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Making decisions, um, following through. I love, they say, um, discipline. The definition of discipline is giving yourself a command and following, following it through. Right. Right. I mean, it's hard to discipline yourself. It is. Yes. In 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 all areas of your life in balance. Right. Right. Juicing, exercise, financial, emotional, mental, physical, spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> There's only so much time in the day. <laughs> you know, and I think that when you find the balance of them, which I'm really I feel like I've mastered a lot. I don't have my bad subconscious mind running me or reining me anymore. Mm -hmm. Okay. It did for a long time. And it runs you ninety five percent. If you have bad programs in there. Unfortunately, until you create new programs, like a record. Yeah, it's like the um, have you read Atomic Habits? I read that in January, and it's 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 a lot about that. It's really just reprogramming and making. You know, it's the decisions that you don't you just innately do right because of so many different variables and reasons. But if you have, they're really just habits. You know, a lot of them is just kind of you know changing the way that you approach different tasks throughout the day and why you do them. And but I'll go a step further. I believe that, but I believe that if you don't change the records that have been played to you as a kid, because uh, I read, I've, be, I've learned neuroscience in the last seven years, and I've really like realized the brain is so brilliant and mm -hmm. so amazing, but you gotta control it. You gotta control the subconscious mind, which runs you 95%. The conscious mind is the one that can pays attention. So if I give you directions to my house right now, you you would pay attention. You'd be in your paying attention mind. Did right. you ever drive somewhere and you you knew no, how to get there? Didn't even know how to and you're not even you're paying like, attention. Yeah, right, right. So awareness is when you're paying attention, and awareness is when things start to open up. So it's like when you buy a new car, all of a sudden, before you buy that car, you see them everywhere. Right. You're like, wow. Or if you buy a new shoes, all of a sudden you see them everywhere. And it's the same thing, awareness. The more that your mind opens up to something new, that you can make new programs, that you can say affirmations, that you can override, you can banish old programs and you can create new ones to give you success. Yeah. Because that is how I became successful, the truth. Right. You know, if I didn't take those masterminds and I didn't learn how to say a hundred good things about myself, even though I knew God loved me, mm -hmm. 
I had to learn to love me. Okay. And that's not an easy thing to do. Right. Carl right. Jung says, uh, he's a, you know, from 1920s, Harvard still uses all his psychology. He says, you must go within or you'll go without. Mm. Right. He says, until you make the subconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you'll call it faith. Right. You know, and I love Earl Nightingale. He says, it's like a ship with no captain and no crew. Where are you going? Mm. If you don't plan your life out and get into your awareness, into your conscious mind, to plan goals, to discipline yourself, to take steps forward, to change the things that you know, to banish the things that are not serving you, disconnect to anything that doesn't serve you. Right. It's not easy. We have a lot of toxic people around us. We have energy vampires. Sometimes our own thoughts are energy vampires. Mm. Right. It's like you got to banish those thoughts when those things come up and they're like, oh, you're not good enough. Or, you know, I just push them down hard and fast and quick. And I say, I'm enough. I've always been enough. I'll always be enough. I'm a winner. I've always been a winner. I'll always be a winner. Right. You know, and I just say miracle after miracle comes to me every single day in every single way. Right. You just keep programming those just like records. Mm -hmm. I bet you could tell me your favorite song right now. My favorite song, uh, a Goo Goo Dolls song, I, I guess. I've always said that, though. I don't know if it's really my favorite song. <laughs> but do you know all the words to it? Yes. Do you yes. know the melody to it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Right. It's, it's downloaded. It's imprinted. Right. And it, and it will instantly come back to you the minute you think about it. Mm -hmm. So it's the same thing when we reprogram our subconscious mind from our conscious mind, it actually changes. Produ it produces change. Right. And growth. Right. Yeah. Wow. So, so you, um, so you had this, you know, the salon and the girls are coming to you and asking you for, for help. So where, um, how long did you have the salon, this particular salon? So now I'm here eight years. Okay. Yeah. So it was a, the first year and a half and, you know, like, listen, I cried a ton. I was not, you know, they seen it. They knew I was not a leader. I see. So this is the same salon. That same salon. Now. Oh, okay. I misunderstood. I thought that you had moved and, and, no, no, and no. okay. So tell me, so the first year was really challenging. And then, and then that um, Christine said, you know, do you need a mastermind? I told me and my daughter, cause me and my daughter were duking it out. You know, okay. I was like, listen, so she's always worked there with you. She's always worked there with me. Now yeah. this is the thing. Did I have favor on her? She's my daughter. Of course I did. She was helping her dad. We he had a bed sir. She was helping chain him. She it was so it was a lot mm -hmm. on her. So a mom, I'm I, you know, I gave her a lot of favor. Right. You know, was it right? Probably not. But I feel like she grew and expanded in spite of me not being able to put more stronger boundaries down. Right. You know, um, and of course, the gr the girls kind of sometimes knew too, like, you know, but she's my kid. What You're going to stand by your child all the days. you. I know I will. Right. You know, till eternity. So, you know, that's, you know, so that was kind of frustrating for some. But I love this. When I took that 15 Invaluable Laws of Growth, it changed both her and I. It was the start of awareness. And we both started to grow from there. And then Christine had another one called Leadership Gold. It was John Maxwell's 35 years of experience. Mm. And I'll never forget this because I was like, okay, I'm not cut out to be a salon owner. And I remember Christine looking at me. She's like, Kimmy, you might not be cut out to be a salon owner. Because <laughs> she knew I cried the whole entire – I'd be crying every week we were doing the study. You know, because I'm like, what do you mean everybody that you start out with leaves? Why in the world would you have a salon then? And you didn't want to go through it. Of course, you know man, I mean? the growing pains. Like knowing that bad things are coming or like, yes. or challenging things are coming ahead of you and you have to still have to walk through the mud 
of all of that and knowing that there's the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's like scary knowing that you still have to go through. You can't, you can't go around it. You got to go through it. So, and I said many times, Heather, we're selling this a lot. She had to put up with me. Thank God she put up with me. She would, I'd be calling her up every two months crying. It's too hard. I can't do it. Forget it. We're still in the salon. And she would, mom, you're, you're doing a good job. And one of my girls, Jessie, I love her. She was my angel. She'd always say to me, Kim, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good That little tiny word, you're doing a good job. You're doing a good job. I remember I used to like, one guy, I remember listening to this guy and he, he looks at your hand. He says, look at your hand. Give yourself a pat on the back and tell yourself you're doing a good job. And I started to do it, but Jesse would say it to me all the time. And then when I heard him say it, I said, okay, now it's my turn. Now I did the 15 invaluable laws of growth already. Now I had to start giving myself credit. I had to change the bad paradigms, change the bad patterns, change the bad programs that were in my belief system that I was not enough and I couldn't do it. I had to say, I can do it. Right. I'm able, I can, I will, and I'm gonna. Okay. So I just started doing that every day. And I started listening to Bob Proctor, The Secret. And actually that's how I met my husband. Um, he's the one, the first one that gave me the Bob Proctor, The Secret. I remember thinking, what? Was he, uh, did he come into the salon? So actually I met him at church and oh. he, he went through a rough divorce and him and I kind of, you know, listen, I loved helping, you know? So we kind of met through there. He helped me actually with the salon to get it together and ready. And, you know, I put a girl warmth in there because a guy owned it mm -hmm. and it was very like more plain yeah, and bland. More, and yeah. I put life and woman into uh -huh. it. And, um, yeah, so it was really, it was such a cool journey the way it all happened, but that's exactly how I, I met my husband too, because he's the one that gave me the secret, but he didn't know this. He gave it to me and he had actually applied all those principles a long time ago for sure. And um, he didn't know I was an insatiable learner. Mm. See, I didn't learn as a kid. I felt stupid and I felt dumb and I felt like I couldn't learn because of my childhood and because of my background, I didn't have any worth or value. But it's so amazing that when I finally did learn it, it was my daughter's dad's mom, 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 she said to me one day, Kimmy, I said, mom, mom, I'm going up to Florida. Meanwhile, I'm in New Jersey and I was not going up to Florida. Do you understand? She's like, Kimmy, you're going down to Florida. And I'm like, mom, mom, who cares? You know what I mean? She's like, Kimmy, don't you want to be educated? Don't you want to learn and grow? And I remember thinking, but you know what I mean. But you know what? It hit me. And that little seed that she planted in me mm -hmm. stayed with me forever. For that was it. That was my turning point, too, of learning. Wow. I became an insatiable learner from that day forward. Okay. That's so interesting. Yeah. And so then when I did the John Maxwell and uh, the, the Leadership Gold, the kind of learner I am, too, because we're all different kind of learners, mm -hmm. and I have to process it all first. Okay. And then it plays out. Oh, okay. So I did the leadership gold and then there was also a, something online that said um if you join the john maxwell you get 50 percent of i joined the university now it's eight years later and i just grew and soared as a life coach as a speaker as a trainer i'm an author now i wrote my i wrote simple salon solutions for salon owners wow you know i had be, through all my failures failing forward i had learned what not to do mm -hmm. and what to do so i i wrote a book for it and then I got to publish it on Amazon. I just wrote my new book. That's my exciting, exciting, exciting book. It's um, called The Secrets of a Great Herapist. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Lessons that I've learned along the way. Oh, I love that. So I feel like as a salon, uh, as a stylist, you are way more than just a hairstylist. Do you, most of your clients open up to you or like, oh, does it happen? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honey, we are like bonded. Really? You know, when you're a hairpist, you're bonded with your customer. Like 
they love you so unconditional and you love them so unconditional. Right. So I think, you know, but, but there's something to say about mastering your skills. You still have to really know your skills and be a master, a master and acquire mastery. And how do you acquire mastery? Practice, 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 practice. Like I'm such an insatiable learner to, to grow my team. Now I have a team. All the girls that didn't belong there aren't there. And all the girls that do belong with me are there, right? You attract who you are. Mm. People that want to grow, people that want to learn. We did 16 classes, like 15 or 16 classes last year mm -hmm. of growth education. It was either mindset or it was skill set. We'd done balayage, color, products, like anything that would grow them, but they want to grow. Mm. That's the difference. See, when you want to get to the next level in your success, and not just career-wise, emotional too, you know, I mean, that I think that's the biggest thing. If you can emotionally get healthy and well, you will become good at whatever you put your mind to. Right. The skill set will become so much easier. Right. But when you got clutter and chaos and you're trying to hone down a skill and become a master at that skill, it's a lot harder to let yourself learn. Like I love um, there's another course that I took. It's called Silver Learning Mind Control. And he was a radio transistor. His name is Jose Silva. And Vision is the one that also took over kind of that course and does it. But he was a transistor radio and he would take this uh, little cord and he would see that the somehow the volts had to go through it. But if it was blocked, it, it couldn't get a clear signal. Mm. So he said, but as soon as it was clear, the signal got clear. So his kids, he had 10 kids. And his kids were not good learners. They were struggling in school. He thought, I wonder if there's a way that I could somehow, the brain is such a brilliant brain. And he also did study on the brain. Okay. Um, so he married them together. So he learned that if you relax the brain, which is your subconscious mind, because that's the one that runs you 95%. Mm -hmm. If you quiet it down with meditation and relaxation, that's why people do a lot of meditation and do breathing exercises is huge. There's a great guy on YouTube that says um, breath work or like healing from breath work. Amazing. Because if oh. you ever lose somebody, he tells you breath work is what's going to help you deal with the process of loss, of which is huge. Um, but so Jose Silva said, if I could match these two together, so sure enough, he started doing it for his daughter. He started putting her in a relaxed state, started reading her her notes, but all of their grades started to go up mm. and they all became A students. Interesting. Now the neighbors realized, what is he doing? And then the neighbors started asking, could you do our children? He started doing their children. And then the parents wanted to get done. Then it became a worldwide Silva Learn, uh, it's called Silva Method Mind Control. And basically, it's learning to control your conscious mind to get rid of your bad belief system and your bad programs of maybe failure, anxiety, stress, pain, not enough mm. of those things. And um, so I did that course probably like 15 times because, but that's how I banished all my old, old records. Okay. And that's how you can become healthy and whole and well. Wow. So you've done this over the course of like since you've had the seven salon. years, yes. yeah. Oh wow, that's so interesting. Yep. So tell me um, what it's like being a business owner in Monmouth County. Obviously, it's it's had its challenge, its challenges, but um, you know, I, I hear a lot from entrepreneurs and business owners in the area that it's a great community to work in and great community. Yeah. Um, so what's that experience been like? So I think if you um, have a strategy and a process, mm -hmm. right? If you like, I created the simple salon solutions and you do, you have to have, um, 
meetings with your girls. You got to coach them and you got to train them. I feel like if you do your part, they'll do their part. And I think Zig Ziglar, Jim Rowan said, you know, if you give people what they want, they'll give you what you want. Mm. So what does that look like? A lot of times salon owners, before I was at Gerber Salon, no one ever grew me. Nobody ever coached me, you know, and Lorraine didn't really know about coaching back then. She mm. just did skill set. Okay. See, at my salon now, we do skill set and mindset because if you could help them grow emotionally to become strong, steady, and stable, they produce um, because they can master their skills quicker. So that's what we're doing. They're, they're learning and growing, and it's been great. It's been now a joy. I love going to work. It's not stressful. It's not no more anxiety. And not that it's, you know, not at times that you don't grow. But it, see, the secret teaches you this. Focus on abundance. Mm -hmm. Focus on increase. Focus on more. Focus on where they're going. Mm. Not, not, not that every day. Like getting Correct. through the day, if, right? When and I the first little, the little thing, just just getting through the week, or like smaller mindsets, right? It's like kind of accomplishing something the day, but rather looking at a bigger, you know, picture, picture. a bigger goal, and you know where how how you're going to get there, right? And and being positive too, is, honey. Is where so energy goes, I mean, where focus goes, energy flows. Right. So if I focused when I first got in, I'd focus on we don't have enough money, we don't have enough money. Oh my gosh, then you're not going to have enough money. Correct. Yeah, it's so true. If you if focus you on I have enough, that, yeah. I'm abundant, yeah. I'm increase, I have more. I love so, the book Thinking for Rich. I did it so many times. Yeah. I love the book The Science of Getting Rich. Uh, Waddles. I mean, Napoleon Hill is brilliant. Like, so if you stay in that mindset and you really, you know, you really take action towards your leadership skills mm -hmm. first, right. then it's easy to overflow right. into your team. And then I feel like my team respects me so much and we're a loving family. And not only that, you attract now customers the same way you are. Our customers are like family. Like we have such a beautiful environment, such a beautiful system and mm -hmm. you know the way it works we're all there for one another we help each other out and yeah it's just been super successful since then and so i'm grateful it's so you know? nice so it sounds like you've really you know created such a wonderful life for yourself and um and you love to work and, and be you know with you with the girls at the salon love my team um but what do you like to do when you're not at the salon um you're married now any favorite restaurants in the area that you like to go out to or are you more of a homebody i love bonacera i love listen i'm a high eye in my disc remember i love people <laughs> i love to party i love to have fun i love to go out um we love traumas is a great restaurant yeah, I've been oh, there in ages. so good what else there's one that we just have been going to recently um uh bonacera i do love bonacera there's another one you know what i love too the molly pitcher actually my husband and i got married we, at the molly oh, pitcher did you? Oh. it's so we go there for dinner and it's usually not too crowded like i love like, the piano it's inside. so beautiful and it's, it's so the same fun. amount as like going to yes. you know you're not gonna it's not gonna cost you a ton right. of money it's just a regular dinner but it's so beautiful there i agree it's we so get lunch fun. all the time from gianna gianni's oh, yeah, in, in so um shrewsbury yeah. i think it's red bank actually yeah yeah, so, they're great and healthy. Listen, I'm a health nut. I really believe in health and nutrition. I'm a juicer for, uh, my daughter is 28 now and um, she's pregnant and she's going to have a baby. Oh, I'm super excited. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Um, she got married. So now she's married. They're going to have their big wedding in January of 2024. Okay. So I'm super excited. That's something to look forward to. Uh, but I've been juicing since she's one. Wow. I didn't know about juicing and that was like a life changer for me too because I was sick all the time. I didn't know how to 
you know, I came from such toxic and dysfunction mm-hmm. too. Like we eat TV dinners my whole life right. as a child, you know, I didn't know about nutrition. And then um, this guy, Nick Segarenko and Jeannie, they, they brought these videos to me that, and it was called Health Through Nutrition by Dr. Joel Robbins. Forget it. Listen, when I learn something and my awareness is open, I'm like, what? I'm killing myself and I'm killing my daughter. That's it. Forget it. I've been juicing ever since and Heather's 20 for 27 years. And does she um, take in the same? Uh, Honey, she- let me tell you, she did not have to go back to a doctor. She was sick for the first year of her life. Every two months, she had cocksaki, the croup. She had this, she had that. All kinds of crazy things. I remember she broke out so bad. Two months after I had her, pimples all over her face, like the worst acne you could imagine. I remember thinking, oh, my gosh, like what's wrong with her? But the doctor said, oh, it's the yeast from you when she came out. Mm. Didn't even make sense. When I when I listened to Health and Nutrition, he said the toxins were pouring out of her. Yeah. Do you understand? When we have toxins, it's going to come out of a. It's going to come out. Whatever you eat, they eat. Mm-hmm. Right? So, And I was nursing her. Yeah. So you don't realize how effective. And, and what I love is juicing when i learned this in such a simple way he said it's like paying back old debt um you need a filter for a fish tank is your exercise Mm -hmm. you need to exercise things so it's not stagnant and things in your body just stay stuck and still and putrefy and turns you nasty and yucky you know filter in a fish tank makes it healthy and well Mm -hmm. right it just circulates but one without it it's green murky bacteria it's just very bad same thing goes on with our body mm-hmm. now when you juice he says that it goes straight to cell level it doesn't have to take 85 percent of your digestion energy to digest food it right. goes straight to cell level and it starts working immediately how do i know because if you get a cut a finger uh if you stubbed your finger you got a paper cut what happens to your finger all your energy travels to that finger and it pulsates and then you stick it in your mouth because you're like, oh, that hurts. Your energy traveled there to heal it. Right. However, if you smashed your left finger with a hammer, all your energy is going to forget about your little cut and it's going to go traveling to your other finger as fast as it can to heal it. Your mm-hmm. body's a natural healer. Right. If you shot off your toe, it forgets about both fingers. It always goes to the life or death situation. So when you juice, you pay back 85%. Who is going to eat 10 carrots in one day? Who's going to eat 10 pieces of celery? Yeah. I but know. you get the nutrition oh. of it in one cup. Right. It's brilliant. So you juice in the morning and then you'll have uh, like a healthy lunch and then, but it's it's really about balance. Balance, like you, honey. Yeah. I, I mean, eat meat. I still eat and... organic. Okay. You know, I still eat pizza. I still eat stuff, but I just try to make sure that I have, I balance it out with my juice. They say it's like kind of that 80, 20 rule. Like if you're really doing like 80%, like healthy, healthy. you know, yep. also restrictive, you know, mindsets I hate. I've always been a big proponent of like, just, you know, balance and making sure that you're, you're getting your nutrients in, yes. but like, you know, I still, I, still, I, love I still love to eat. And, Absolutely. You know, me too. And my, my favorite thing to do is go out to eat. I think I still like Buffalo wings. Knows. Right. Exactly. I love Pete and Elda's. <laughs> I go there. I haven't been there in ages. The, the that's best a, pizza in New good. Jersey. Yeah. Yeah. And I we used to go with my friends when I was like 16 and do the whole, you know, try to eat the whole pie. I never did it, but <laughs> but it's fun. Oh, it's yeah. It's fun going there. It's so, so my, we, I love going there. My husband loves going there and his kids. We, yeah. I'm a grandma too. Um, my husband's daughter, Amanda, has two beautiful children. Oh, wow. I love being, I'm the Mimi. Oh. Yeah. So, I and then my Mimi. daughter now. So now I have my so third grandchild. So when does she do? Uh, she's due July 19th or oh, 13th. Wow, that'll come quickly. <laughs> It'll come quickly. Aww. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, where can everyone find you? Um, so it's coach-kimmy.com. Okay. 
uh, and it's K-I-M-M-Y, and there has to be a dash in the middle. So I have that, and I have um, uh, Kimmy Can, so K-I-M-M-Y-C-A-N-7 at gmail.com. Um, if they ever want to email me or to reach out, I do coaching. Okay. You know, I feel like I love to walk with people through the steps to get to their next level of success. And I do believe with a coach, you become a champion. You know, champions are made by coaches. Right. You know, because they know how to pull the best things out of people. Yeah. Sometimes, just like everybody believed in me when I first got my salon, I wouldn't be in that salon if they didn't believe in me. Mm-hmm. But I had to start believing in me. So because if I've gotten coached, you grow and you learn. And it's just good to help other people walk that path to Paying get to their forward. greatness. Yeah. yeah. Um, and the salon is Modern Technique Salon. It's in Shrewsbury, New mm-hmm. Jersey, right past the Grove, kind of on the left-hand side. Right. It's right across from, um, what's the big wedding place? Um, oh, the like the old home. That I don't know what it's called, but I know it's beautiful. It's so <laughs> um, oh, um, oh, gosh, it'll come to me. Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I am right next to the Grove, and uh, I can't believe we forgot the name of that place. Um, it was, it's so popular. Yeah, it is. It's been and there forever. <laughs> forever. Shadowbrook. Shadowbrook, yes. Yeah. Is, yeah. It, is it still the same name? Maybe not. I know they redid it. It yeah, is a new owner. It. It's beautiful. Um, I drove through it not too long ago. Not through it, but through, by it. Yeah. <laughs> Back there. Yeah. Beautiful um, facility. So Modern Techniques, um, you can find their Instagram. It's mo- at Modern Techniques, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, set up an appointment and come and see Kimmy and her yeah. amazing staff. Um, your story is incredible. It's so inspiring. I really hope that anyone listening has been inspired by even little nuggets, right? These yeah. like kind of, you know, like you said plant earlier, just plant the seeds, these little things that someone said to you created such a pivotal moment in yeah. your life and changed the course of where you're going. And I'm sure the sky's the limit for, um, you know, for the next year and years to come. So I'm excited to be working with you this year. And um, well, I'm sure you'll see a lot, lots more on Mammoth Moms from uh, Modern Techniques too. So Yeah, and I just have to say about Kate, like I love her vibration. I love her energy. I love her heart because, you know, people just don't come to you and really care as much as she does. I feel like she really cares. You know, I think that's what I loved. Like I thought, you know, we're going to advertise somehow or we're going to put out our who we are some way, somehow. But when you came to me and you shared with me who you are, I thought, this is my girl. Like, this is who I resonate with because of who you are. You're Thank real. You. You're true. You're transparent. And I love that you care about moms. I care about. Um, and people. I care about. I love I've talked about this a little bit in the past, but, um, you know, when I worked in wine, I loved going. I think I told you this, too. I loved working with mom and pops because I would bring them a, a brand that they could make a higher margin on. It was really important to me that, you know, they weren't just they could buy five cases from anyone, 25 cases from anyone. Right. There's a million different wines out there. But I was it was important to me that I was bringing them value because otherwise, why work with me? Right. right. Um, I had to support my family. But and so I was also supporting the, helping to support their families. Um, so circulating. Yeah. And you it's circulate so, the it's love, so true. the you know? influence. You help people just yeah. also that they can do it. You encourage them. Yeah. So, so it's it's fun. So and good. it's the same thing that I'm doing with Mom with Moms. It's just obviously a different, you know, it's a different thing. But um, it really is. I love obviously what I, what we do and providing resources and all the things I do with the events. But my favorite favorite thing really is working with the small businesses and, you know, just 
create an awareness and, yeah. you know, and exposure for great business, vetted businesses, right? People that, you know, I would use, my friends would use yeah. um, and making sure that those campaigns are impactful because if they aren't, then <laughs> you're not going to work with me again. Exactly. exactly. But, um, thank but, you. But yeah. So thank you for saying that. It's very nice. <laughs> yeah. I'm honored to be here and thank you so much for letting me share my story. Yeah. And I hope this encouraged anybody out there. Yes. You've been through a rough road. You have a story too inside, yeah. right? There's there's hope for yes, sure. For so. sure. Thank you so much. Um, just want to touch on a few things that are coming up. Uh, like I said earlier, I can't believe January is over, but we are full speed ahead into pre-spring and springtime plans. Um, we're going to be announcing our first event of 2023. So I'm really, really excited about that. We've kind of kicked it up a notch and I have some new things that I'm um, adding to our already um, really exciting and fun events. Um, so stay tuned for that. Make sure to sign up to our newsletter coming out for February next week. Um, we talk about all kinds of new guides. We have our fitness and wellness guide. We just put out our mommy and me guide, which is great. Um, we have a, uh, a lot of great, uh, local, um, businesses that host classes for moms to kind of get together and, you know, meet other moms and connect with their little ones. So, um, that's in on our website now and also will be coming out in the next newsletter. And our birthday party guide is coming out soon. So lots of stuff happening again with the Mammoth Moms this season. Um, and thank you so much for following and growing with us as we go into our fifth year. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Have a great day, everyone.